morning and thank you for tuning in to another episode of And She Shall Be Called Woman. I am your host for the hour, Rev K, and I'm very excited about my special guest today. I am joined in studio with our very own First Lady, Adrienne A. Brown from New Revelation Baptist Church here in Las Vegas, Nevada. We're going to open up with a scripture and a prayer, and then we are going to get right into our interview with our First Lady. Amen. So the scripture we're going to read happens to be her favorite scripture, her model scripture, and it's coming out of Philippians chapter 2, and we're going to read verses 3 and 4, and then we're going to pray. And I'll be reading from the King James Version, which says, Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in lowliness of mind, let each other, let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let us pray. God, we come to you and we thank you right now in the name of Jesus for all that you have done on this day, Father God, and we thank you for the things that are yet to come. God, we invite you into this meeting this morning, this interview, Lord God. Let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable in your sight. I thank you for Pastor Jay and the Anointed Radio Network, Lord God, and the things that we have, Father, endured through this journey, Father God, on this radio station. Now, Lord God, we ask that you would just bring peace, Father God, and and Father God, just touch every heart and every mind that is listening. Let something be said, Lord God, that they can take out, Father, and use for kingdom building. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, God. So we are going to get started with what I want to call a icebreaker question. Oh, Lord. <laughs> So our icebreaker question is going to be for you this morning. First Lady Brown, can you tell us, have you done your Christmas shopping yet? <laughs> no, ma'am. <laughs> no, I am a last-minute shopper, well, and it's not on purpose. Okay. Every year I have every intention of start of um, to start shopping in September or October, but I don't ever remember that I was supposed to start <laughs> in September or October until it's like November 25th. There you go. So. so no to the Christmas shopping, neither have I, because I am also a last-minute shopper, so I probably will do mine on December 26th, where I get the discounts. Well, you know, I, um, I like a lot of DIY, mm. so I like to do oh, DIY gifts, so I made the decision this morning that I am going to try and do DIY. I'll fit it in there somewhere. That's good. I like DIY. My, my daughter put me onto that, and we ended up doing the... Fascinators for her tea party oh, with the yeah. DIY. Where's my saw? Okay, um, yeah. we'll get you. Your... <laughs> I was promised one. <laughs> you are absolutely right. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna. That'll be on the Christmas list. Mm-hmm. Look at God. Mm-hmm. What we do. <laughs> so let's get started, uh, First Lady. First, thank you for being here today with me. I truly appreciate it. I put it out on Facebook how <laughs> honored I was to have you as a guest on the show, and I want to tell you that personally that I'm. Truly thankful that you agreed, that you said yes, that you came, that you're in the studio live with us. Um, I really appreciate you. I know that you have a busy schedule and you do a lot of of running, but thank you for just taking this hour out of your day to be with me today. Oh, thank you. Well, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. I've been talking about it. Listen, I sent a message out to all of my aunties, my cousins, oh, everybody. They better be tuning in. They need to send me a text message right now telling me that they're tuning in. Amen. That's going to determine your Christmas gift. See, there you go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Listen to her. Mm -hmm. 
So let me ask you this. What was it like? Um, you're from Canton, Mississippi, right? Mm-hmm. What was it like growing up in Mississippi? Um, through the eyes of a child, mm-hmm. it was perfect. Through the eyes of my mom, we struggled. Mm, and gotcha. one of the things that I appreciate with my mom is that she didn't often show us how hard we were struggling. Wow. So it was, um, as an adult, and I would hear her speak about some of the things that she did when we were growing up that I didn't see. Mm-hmm. I knew she worked extremely hard. Right. Um, I knew she, I knew I, I had to step up. Mm-hmm. and do a lot of things because of how she worked, but I didn't realize how bad it was because wow. she never let it be seen that it was that bad. So I um, the, I think the best word that I could choose for growing up in Mississippi, growing up the way I did was mm-hmm. life-changing. Amen. So my mom and dad divorced when I was hmm, sixth, seventh grade, something mm-hmm. like that. And so then it became just my mom and my two brothers and I. And so at that time, my mom only had a... Um, she was a student at Tougaloo College, mm-hmm. and at the time that she graduated, they only did two years. Okay. So she didn't have, like, a bachelor's degree or anything mm-hmm. like that. She had gotcha. a, a high school at, um, diploma, mm-hmm. and she had her two years from Tougaloo. Amen. So when she and my dad divorced, it was very hard, very hard. We were, um, I remember when she, um, when we, she, she had a house built when I was, I think I was three, because mm-hmm. I remember the house being built. I remember it being built. So crazy. I, I go back. I can remember that incident. Wow. I remember the house being built. And um, when she and my dad, of course, married, we moved to a bigger house because mm-hmm. my dad had children from his previous marriage. So it was like 10 of us living in the house. Wow. Oh, amen. So when my mom and dad divorced, we went back to our little house is mm-hmm. what I called it. And um, she, when we went back home, we went with nothing. Mm-hmm. I think the only okay. thing she took was a mattress. Wow. If I remember correctly, and Mama, you're going to have to text me and tell me if I'm telling this, tr- this story correctly. But we went back with a mattress, and she, I think my two brothers slept on the mattress, mm-hmm. and she and I slept on the floor. Wow. Until we could get, you know, until she can get money coming in, get furniture and those things. So I remember that. I do remember yeah. sleeping on the floor. Oh, this is crazy stuff you remember, right. you know, it triggers. But I remember that, and it was just really hard because my mom, at that time, she's trying to, you know, my father, we lived in the same city, mm-hmm. but we didn't really have a relationship with my father when the divorce right. happened. You know, those kind of things right. happened. Yeah. And so mom was working as a teacher assistant mm-hmm. at the local elementary school. Because at that time, you know, in Mississippi, it was small. We had one of everything because oh, we wow. were that small, you wow. know. So um, she was working as an elementary teacher, uh, a teacher assistant mm-hmm. at the elementary school. She was also working part-time at a convenience store wow. in the evening. And she was in college. Jesus. Yeah. So this is where you get. That's why y- y'all tell me all the time, you're always busy. I'm like, I can handle it. I've been doing it all yes. my life. So um, yeah. she did that. And so when mom, when it got to a point where, it just got to a point where I had to step up because I'm the oldest. Mm-hmm. So I had to step up and, um, you know, cooking whatever, taking care of my brothers, making right. sure they got to school to try to ease some of the things from mom. She's texting me now. Amen. <laughs> she said I'm right. <laughs> Amen, mama. <laughs> Um, and so, um, it instilled in me at an early age, the, uh, discipline that I, I display even now. Yes. And then the, um, the need to take care of others. Mm. You know, I'm, you know, I'm a nurturer. I'm always trying to take care of somebody. So it instilled in me at an early age because I had to step up and help. I had to help mom out. So even in high school, I had to get a part-time job to Mm. help pay the bills. Wow. So I, 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 there's one thing. Um, now she's texting me her credentials from college. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> Thanks, mother. There's one thing that I um I remember about high school, and it always sticks out. I never got a high school class ring because uh-huh. I couldn't afford it. I had a part time job, mm-hmm. um, and even for like my um high school graduation invitations, all those things. I right. had to pay for that. I had to get a job, pay for right. it. But that stuff came after the bills were paid. Oh, gotcha. And so I never got a class ring. Wow. I remember that even, and now I'm, I'm a high school teacher. And so when the when the people when from Jostens come, come, I always look and be like, one day I'm going to order me a class Just ring. order a class because ring? Because I, I was never able to get one right. because I had to pay, I had to help pay the bills. Wow. So, yeah. So and what year did you graduate high school? What 1994. Look at God. Yeah, 1994 from Canton High School. I'm sorry. Jesus. People from Canton. We say Canton, so Canton. I have to I have to um, stop Canton. doing that and see it correctly. It's Canton. <laughs> well, now I see why. Just what you mentioned in that, I see why this is your your scripture. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It fits with how you see things and how you said that you're a nurturer. It it just makes perfect sense. So, what type of accomplishments or struggles impacted your decision to become an educator? To be honest with you, I never wanted to be a teacher. No, my mom was in education. I had an uncle um, who was a principal, very successful principal. Mm -hmm. He did it for 35, I think, years. His wife was in education. Mm -hmm. I had an uncle in education. I mean, like, pretty much everybody in my family was, most of them were in education. I even had an uncle who was over the transportation department at a school. So everybody was in education. I wanted no parts of it. Okay. Okay. And so I've always been a talker. Mm. You know, know, I got that from my grandma. (laughs) I've always been a talker. And one of the things... Back in that time, when we were, during that time when you were in school, you were encouraged to do one of three things. Okay. If you were a gifted athlete, Mm -hmm. everybody wanted you to go pro. Okay. If you ran your mouth a lot, you should be a lawyer. Oh, okay. If you could stay in the sight of blood, you should be a doctor. Gotcha. So, of course, I was told by most of my family members, my high school counselor, you should be a lawyer. Mm. And so I was like, okay. I'll do that. Never thought about what I actually wanted to do. Right. I was going off of what I was told I would be good oh, at. So good. when that's I went good. to college, I enrolled at Alcorn State University in mm-hmm. Lorman, Mississippi. And I majored in political science pre-law. Really? And Yeah. And so when I got there, uh, my advisor was a Japanese man. Mm-hmm. Really nice guy, but he didn't speak English very well. Mm-hmm. So he didn't understand me, and I didn't understand him. <laughs> So a lot of the time I was just like, okay, I'm just going through the motions, doing what I have to do because everyone says you You should should be be. a lawyer. Mm. The thing that I loved to do the most at that time was read. I wanted to major Mm. in English, but I didn't because everyone said you should be a lawyer. And it was my junior year in college when my advisor became an African-American man, Dr. Mm -hmm. Um, Cotton. Bernard, I think was his first name, Cotton. Mm -hmm. Everybody was scared of Dr. Cotton. He told he laid it out for me, mm-hmm. and it was then that I realized that I really didn't like political science. Wow. I just did what I was supposed to do in an effort to be what I'm supposed to be. Right. By that time, it was, changing my major would have required a lot. Mm-hmm. So I went through the motions. Have, I've always been an A or AB student my entire life, mm-hmm. except for my undergraduate year in college. I graduated as a C student wow. because I didn't like it. I just right, did it because right. I was supposed to do it. Supposed to. And I wasn't mad about the fact that I was a C student. <laughs> I was just happy to be done. <laughs> so I went back. I went home for a year trying to figure out what to do. Realized that I didn't want to go to law school. Mm-hmm. I didn't want a degree in political, in anything, politics. Right. Ugh. Did not want to do that. 
And I had a bachelor's degree in political science, mm-hmm. pre-law. And what am I going to do with it? Right. So I um, just did a little odd jobs and it was, did that for about a year and then realized I need to go back to college. Mm-hmm. So I went back to Alcorn, majored in education mm-hmm. simply because I knew I could get a job. Wow. And did that, finished my degree, came back home, and I was working part-time at Dillard's mm-hmm. in um, North Park Mall in Ridgeland, Mississippi. And a lady came in and said, we just just having a conversation because I talk. Right. And she said, discovered that I had a master's in elementary ed. And she said, I think you would, um, you, do you know, she told me, she said, you know you could qualify for an emergency teacher's license. And I said, really? Oh. And she said, I said, I tried everything. I tried to get jobs. Nobody would hire me. I tried department stores. They mm-hmm. wouldn't hire me because they said I was overqualified. Oh, wow. So I had to start applying for part-time positions. Then I got hired. Mm-hmm. Applied for a part-time position at Dillard's, got hired, and was eventually moved to full-time because they realized I had the time to work. Right. And that's how I got at Dillard's. And so when she told me that, I got on the phone the next day, called mm-hmm. the State Department, found out I qualified, wow. did all of that. And I was, it, within a week, I had an emergency license. Get out. Went on job interviews, interviewed at this school called Witten Middle School in mm-hmm. Jackson, Mississippi, and talking with the principal. And she said at that time, she said, you know, I'm going to hire you. I think you would do really good in special education. Mm-hmm. I didn't know at the time that she was just trying to tell me something to get me to take the job because every school needs a special education right. teacher. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> you know, and I was like, okay, great. I'm just happy to have a job. Right, yeah. And that's how I got into education. Wow. Liked it so much. Special education is my niche. Mm. That's where I'm supposed to be. That's where God has purposed me to be. And I liked it so much, I went and got certified in special ed. I took all the Mm. classes I needed to take, took all the tests that I needed to take, and then and started teaching. And so I've been doing that 16 years. That's amazing. So I had no idea that that was. And it was during this time that God eventually started showing Mm. me what I was purposed for. Wow. What I'm supposed to do. And I, I, have to, I had to start in special education is mm-hmm. where I, he wanted me to start because I had to learn how to be patient. Ooh, look so, at God. You know, yeah. I liked the way you ran through that timeline mm-hmm. of what you were told that you should do, mm-hmm. how it's still, no matter what, God still led you to your mm-hmm. purpose. You know what I'm saying? I like the way you ran that down because a lot of times people look at what they're doing now and it may not be something that they want to do, but knowing how God is so sovereign, it will lead them straight into the purpose as long as you just complete the assignment. Mm -hmm. It may not be assignment you want to have, but complete the assignment. God will lead you to your purpose. So who were your, some of your mentors and like what type of advice did they give you that directed you to your path? So this is this is not funny, but this is all a part of God's plan. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any mentors. Mm-hmm. So outside of my mom, my aunties, my family members, my right. family members that were educators, they were probably the closest things that I had to mentors. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a teacher who mentored me. I had teachers that I liked, that I liked more than others that mm-hmm. would talk to me, but they did not mentor me as far as making decisions that were uh, yield results later mm-hmm. on in life. I like that. So I didn't really have the mentor because mm-hmm. I, I go back to the um, high school counselor who's, oh, who told me, and I forgot that, if you want to be a lawyer, because mm-hmm. that's what I thought, right. you have to go, you have to major in political science is what she told me. Okay. And that's how I ended up majoring in political science. I didn't know that wasn't true. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So gotcha. I, I, I see what you're saying. I, I never had anyone to properly other than my mom who did the best she could with the amount of time that she right. had to give and my aunties and uncles who I would talk to who said uh, you know what exactly is it that you want to do okay mm-hmm. this is this is step eight this is I mean step one step two you know those type of things and so 
that is one of the reasons why I mentor now. I was going to say that, that led me, so much It led me to the decision to be a mentor because I want children to have Come what on, I didn't lady. have. Yes. So, yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. I like, uh, man, I can relate to that because a lot of teen times, the things that we are missing or lacking in certain areas mm-hmm. are what we end up becoming. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You, you become that. I know with um, just off-putting, just to throw it out there, I know that growing up, raising my children without a father made them want to be the best dads. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because yeah. they didn't have that. So I, I totally understand what you're saying. So now I have mentors now. Okay, but and at I that time, men- at that time, no. Mm-hmm. And and my biggest mentor, he he, you you would ask him, and he wouldn't say this that he he thinks that it is. But my biggest mentor is my husband. Amen. I, he thinks that I don't listen, but I really do listen. <laughs> <laughs> I do listen, I and and you. and when anybody that knows me knows that I always say, well, you know, I heard my husband say one time, right? And this and and it made so much sense, and so I apply that. Or they'll I say it all the time. One time my husband said this, right? And it made so much sense, right? You know, but. I I guess I don't do it enough to him, so I got to start doing that. <laughs> got to add that in. Throw those nuggets out yeah. there. Pastor Brown's a dynamic pastor, yeah. and I'm sure excellent mentor to many. Oh, yeah. He's amazing. First, you know, firsthand. Yeah. So you served, um, according to your bio that I did read several times. <laughs> I love your bio. I love it. It's direct. It's, it's so full of information. I was sharing it with my husband. I'm like, this... Young lady is so amazing. Oh, thank you. So amazing. All the things that were listed in there, I'm like, where do I even start? Because it's so much information, you know, that I'm like, Lord, I got to I gotta compact this excellence into an hour show. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's so many things that you do. You know what's so funny? My husband, mentor, my mentor hubby, was the <laughs> one who actually revised it. Mm. And when I read it, I was like, that's me? Right. See, you know? look, look. <laughs> it's amazing. Just yeah. to read it, it's like, wow, this is... This young lady, and I don't, you know, I don't, I say young lady because I'm, I'm, I'm a senior almost now. <laughs> this young lady has done so much, you know, in, in these years and it's so impactful. I'm like, Lord, help me condense these questions down to, to highlight everything that's excellent. Cause it's so, you could go anywhere on that resume and All find, right you know, find areas of excellence. So no, I can't kudos. leave new revelation now. Man. No, can't man. leave new revelation. Gotta stay here. Man. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you ain't going to wear you stuck with us <laughs> to God be the glory. But you served as a mentor for first year teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know now that you said that you didn't have a mentor. It makes sense. Yeah. I don't even know if I even have to address that question. Yeah. Because it makes sense. This is what, how was the experience for you to mentor, you know, teachers where you didn't have that same, you right. know, mentorship? It was, it, it was eye opening. Mm-hmm. So through them, I was able to learn things. Mm-hmm. And, and and what I tried to do is share my experiences. Okay. And I tried to uh, what I tried to do for them was make it an easier process. Mm, so whereas I may have had to take ten steps to get to where yes. I am, I'm going to t- talk to you now about how to get past those ten steps and automatically go to step t- you know to to, yeah. number, to the the last thing that you need to do. Right. And so it was very important to me. And I didn't volunteer to mentor teachers. I was asked to mentor teachers okay. at one of my schools. I think it may have been at Witten was where I mm-hmm. where I where I was asked to be a mentor, because I wanted them to understand. You know, I made I made mistakes. I took mm. practices that I wasn't, you know, teachers, te- yes. you know, the practice. I took some, some tests I paid for and took that I wasn't supposed to take. Mm. Even here in Nevada, um, I did, I took some wrong steps off of misguided information. Right. So it has always been, I guess my purpose 
And what I try to do is once I find out the right way to do it, yes. I try to try to teach someone else how to do it correctly. That's beautiful. So we don't keep making the same mistakes. You know, I like that because it, it gives that sense of establishing. It's like a foundation mm -hmm. that you're building. What took me 10 steps, I could get you through in five steps. Right. So that they don't calculate in them. They don't have to repeat the missteps. Yeah, exactly. They just go directly to the steps that is necessary. I think yeah. that's amazing. And we should have more mentors for adults. Yeah. I just want to say that, you know, it's not because we get older and we don't need that guidance. We still need people that will pour into us mm -hmm. and to teach us and mentor us. So I commend you on still taking the time to mentor even you know, because I know you mentor adults, too. Yeah, I try. Those that will let me. <laughs> and then <laughs> Those I, will listen. Right. And I try to, um, I try to, I'm not always good at it. I'm trying to get better about it, mm -hmm. being mentored. Because I, I just believe you, there's going to always be something you, you need to learn. Yes. Or you can be taught as long as there's breath in your body. Yeah, amen. And so I try to get better about that because I, I tend to try and do it myself first mm -hmm. and then ask for help. Mm, when sometimes gotcha. I, I uh, and it's okay to do that sometimes, mm -hmm. but there are sometimes when I know starting out and the Holy Spirit will tell me and I just ignore it, you need to get help. You yes. need to go ask someone. So I'm trying to do better about that. Amen. I hope Amen. my husband is listening. Yes, I hope so too. <laughs> <laughs> so you served in different leadership positions in the past 16 years. Can you tell us how those experiences have been like overall and what one was the most rewarding for you? Um... You got to make me look at it to figure out what they because it's been 16 years. Um, it, it, I know you highlighted special needs. Being yeah, that's your so niche. that's my niche mm -hmm. um, because I, I think that's all a part of the nurturing. Mm -hmm. um, I have seen the abuse that right. students gotcha. with, or people with disabilities sometimes go through, mm -hmm. and I don't want that to happen. So yes. I um, that's going to always be my niche. Yes. That's, that's the field that I love. Out of the 16 years that I've been an educator, 13 of those have been in special ed. Mm, the other gotcha. three have not been in special ed on purpose. A veteran teacher, I do remember this, I can't remember her name, mm -hmm. um, when I initially began teaching, in, uh, because I started teaching in 2004, I think, um, she told me, she said, the paperwork and the responsibility that comes with instructing students with disabilities can mm -hmm. become overwhelming. Okay. You need to take a break every five years and mm -hmm. teach a general ed class. That's good. I've done that That's every good. five to six years or four to five, depending on how I'm feeling. Right. I take a break from special education and I go and teach a general ed class to break up the monogamy of okay. everything that comes with um, special education because it's a lot. Right. It's a lot. The students are, they're, they're wonderful, but they need a lot. Yes. And it can wear you out. It yeah. can wear you out to where you have nothing left to give. If you are teaching, if you are doing your job correctly, you have nothing else to give when right. you get home. You just want to go to bed. So I do take a break. Every five years, I do go and teach a general ed class to take a break from mm -hmm. all of those things. So in, 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 so your question as far as the, what was your question about the leadership? Which one would be, if of all the ones that you've done, you've yeah. done the special um, education, you've done different leadership positions. Of those, which one would be the most rewarding to you? To me, the mentoring one is the okay. most rewarding one. So I, out, out of all the leadership positions, most of them are, I don't think there was ever one that I did on my own. Mm. I was sought. That's good. And said, I, you are a good leader. You're a great leader. I need you to do this. Mm, I need really you to do that. So I have, there's not one, even when I was the um, 
the, when I was the president of Allhorn's alumni chapter for the mm-hmm. city of Memphis, the previous president, the outgoing president, mm-hmm. sought me out and was like, I'm going to, I need you to start working with me because I want you to run yeah. to be the president, you know, when my term ends. So it's always been, um, chosen. Yeah. You've always been chosen. Yeah. So that's, I mean, every last one of them, I'm looking at them cause I forgot what they all are. <laughs> until I, <laughs> it's so, I'm telling you the, yeah. the resume, the bio is rich. It's amazing. And I read it and I was like, I really did do all those yeah. things. But it's you know. beautiful. So but that's good. Yeah. That's good. So let's, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Did you ever imagine being a first lady of a church? No. <laughs> no. I, you could, I didn't see that coming. Um, I should know. That's not something you saw in your future, No, huh? no, no, no. When I initially met my husband, he was, um, I didn't know he was, a, I didn't know, I knew he was a man of God. I knew okay. that. Because I met him in the capacity of being the president of Alcorn State University. Mm-hmm. And so at that time, I was the president of the alumni chapter for the city of Memphis. Okay. So I only, and he was in the position for a whole year before we actually met. Okay. I knew of him. I had heard about him. I had gr- heard great things. Mm-hmm. He was. He had turned our little bitty school completely around. Amen. I mean, his fingers have, he, he has the magic touch. Yes. And Chosen. so, yeah. He and, and so when I met him, I know I remember the first time that I met him, I, I remember saying, This is unlike anybody I've ever met before wow. in my life. College presidents don't do this. Right. You know, they are not this friendly, they're not mm. this social. I the first time I saw him, um, he, he, he spoke at an event mm-hmm. in um in Canton. In Canton. My uncle was the president of the alumni chapter for Alcorn in my hometown. Okay. Because my family of Alconites. Right. And he invited him to come and speak for a scholarship banquet. And so that was actually the first time that I met him. And the first time I met him, he cracked a joke, and I didn't know how to take it. So I was looking like, uh, you know, I'm looking like, okay, because pres- college presidents don't do that. Right. So... <laughs> so, um, so you being the first lady, yeah. So when I met him, um, <laughs> I don't know if I've ever told him this, but the first thing that I said when I met him, I said, "Lord, bless the woman that's gonna marry that man, cause he Ooh. a lot of work." <laughs> so I had no idea. So, um, and we were friends for a while. I don't even re- really know exactly when we went from just being friends to, to right. I, I I tell people, and when I, when I was a hundred percent sure. It was after I moved to Las Vegas, started working at Rainbow Dreams Academy. Amen. And um, I, you know, I only visited one church, New Revelation, because he was the only person I knew in Las right. Vegas. So, of course, I'm going to fellowship right. where he fellowships. I knew he was the pastor at that time. Right. He Actually, the interim, the interim pastor. Because sure he refused was. to accept the calling. Right. At one, you know, it took him a year just, or two to accept it. Yeah, he just had to hear from God. That's all. <laughs> we had heard from God as a member. Just so, want to throw that out there. We knew. Right. So I came to New Revelation, and um, he just he's introduced me to so many things that I'd never been ex- exposed to. Mm-hmm. So we would always go to dinner after church. You know, it would be a group of us. Mm-hmm. You know, and my mama, we would go to my mama's house and eat, you right. know. And so we would be in separate cars. One Sunday, he asked me to pick him up from church, for church. And I was like, uh, so we're going to be in the same car? You know. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you can't pick me up. And I said, okay. So I picked him up. And I remember when we came to church, and I had to put my car in his parking spot. Oh. And when ah. we got out of the car, people were looking. So I text my mom on the side. I was like. Um, I think I have a boyfriend. <laughs> <I think> I... <laughs> That's too funny. 
too cute. And so at that point, things started getting real, real because I am 39. Right. I'm not dating just to be dating. Right. This is this could possibly be be the man that I married. I knew it was going to be because God had already told me. Mm-hmm. Even when we were just friends, I just was ignoring it. Right. And I um and so. <laughs> When he proposed, I was like, "Oh Lord, have mercy! This comes with a lot." Say, this is this is right. me. I'm gonna be the first. Right. Lady. I was like, "Is there a book?" <laughs> and I read. Like, I don't know what to do with this one. You know. Wow. And the only first lady I knew in my life was my pastor at home, mm-hmm. his wife, and she doesn't. She just. She's really nice and sweet, sweet and quiet, which is probably what I should be. You know, I'm you working are. on that. I'm, I'm quiet. She's super quiet though. So I, you know, I, I, it just, and I was like, oh, okay. So I'm just going to pray about this. But there's not a book. It's not a book. And that's a beautiful thing. No. That there's not a book with instructions on how. On how. This, this position is. You, you just have to, prayer is the yeah. number one thing. Say and that. then talk to seasoned yes. first lady. So like, um, because of my husband's relationships with other pastors, mm-hmm. I do have the, um, What's the word that I'm looking for? I have people I can call. Okay. So, you That's know, um, and, I, and, and I have him because he, I remember, and you remember this when we got engaged. Mm-hmm. And the first thing when he announced it in the church, yep. he said, don't be calling her to chair no programs. Nothing. <laughs> MC, no programs, chair any committees. Yes. He was like, you know, and, I, and to me, that was the best thing yeah. that could have been done because what that taught me was that that taught me the precedence yes and so by him just saying that and that covered you yeah you know it helped protect you and that's what he he's your covering he's yeah. supposed to do that so now that you're a first lady is there any advice that you would give a first lady who's like just coming into that role um pray yeah be friendly but you don't have to be friends. That was the best advice I could have gotten. Good. You could be friendly, but you don't have to be friends. Um, talk to your husband mm-hmm. and understand that um, he has a job to do, mm-hmm. and you be supportive. Amen. Support his ministry the best way that you can, mm-hmm. um, and support him. You're not supporting. You're supporting him by supporting what he does through the church. Right. But your responsibility is to support him. Amen. And so, and if you have any questions about anything, talk to him. Talk to him. And find you a seasoned first lady. Yeah. And let her be your mentor. Amen. Or two. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Or three. That's really good. Yeah. That's good advice. Because a lot of times you, amen. That's yeah. good advice. Listen, that's, because sometimes really I reach out to my husband and I'll text him and I say, we just, I just did this recently. I was like, I text him because I always call him love. I say, hey, love, I need advice from my pastor. Oh, I like that. And he said, okay, shoot. And I was like, so this is Sister Brown talking to Pastor Brown. Gotcha. This is not a wife talking to husband. Right. I need advice from my pastor. That's and really so, good. And my mother-in-love was the one who told me to do that. Because I never so thought about it like that. We've been married three years. Mm-hmm. And I have to remind myself that he's my husband, but he's also my pastor. Right. So. See, that's really good. And, and I think that's going to help a, not mm-hmm. just new first ladies, but those yeah. that have been in that role for a while mm-hmm. also, that you do have to take that opportunity that there's sometimes your wife and sometimes you approaching as sister yeah. Brown or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Lady Brown, first lady Brown to pastor. So pastor. that kind of yeah. helps get that information that you need mm-hmm. from a pastoral perspective yes. as opposed to a husband's yes. perspective. That's really good. I, was, I need you to tell me how to handle this. Right. You know, I need you to, 
pray for me, pray with me, and tell me how to handle this that's as my good. pastor. That's really so, good. Yeah. I like that. That That's helpful. That helped me. <laughs> Lex, <laughs> I need you to talk as Reverend LaFleur. Right. Not husband LaFleur. That's really good. That's going to help us all. Okay, so then my next question is going to be, how are you able to manage your duties as <laughs> wife, first lady, educator, mentor, and leader? It's a lot. <laughs> prayer, prayer, um, prayer. It's a lot. Prayer and time management. Mm-hmm. So um, I, besides being all that, I'm also very active in my sorority. Mm-hmm. And um, just recently, I... Um, I my just, husband's listening. He said, oh. <laughs> Hey, Reverend Lex. Hey, <laughs> um, so I um, just recently, up until October, I, mm-hmm. I was the treasurer for the organization. Okay. Oh, that was a big job. Wow. It was an extremely big job. Mm-hmm. And um, it, um, it, it, it took up a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Um, it, is, um, it was rewarding because it taught me a lot. And right. I appreciated the experience because I did learn some things from that. You, you got to learn something from everything yes. that you do. Yes. But in the midst of adding that to everything, that's what's going on. And I'm also a student. You know, I'm I'm two exams and a wow. hopefully dissertation away from being a doctor. Ooh. You know, so Doctor Brown and Doctor Brown. Oh no, I'll be Doctor Allen Brown. Doctor Allen Brown <laughs> and Doctor Brown. No, I, I told. I told I tell people I said I want people to to walk up to us and say Dr. Brown so I can turn around and say which one. Ooh, yes. <laughs> Do it first lady. Do it. So, um yes. it's it's difficult time management. Um I have I'm learning the to learning to appreciate well help. You need help. Right. So, uh, having an assistant is good. That's good. Um, because it is a lot. Mm-hmm. My my 9 to 5 is a big job, mm-hmm. you know, because I do teach students with disabilities. Right. And currently right now, um I'm kind of swinging it by myself. I have a new an aide coming in. It just hadn't come in yet, so it's, it's happening really soon. Good. And um so doing that, it's it's just big. It it requires some travel. Mm-hmm. Uh I will say that I don't travel as much nearly as much as I did when um Dr. Brown and I initially got married. Right. Uh, so I cut back on that a lot. But it's it's just time management. Mm-hmm. I have to give certain days of the week to certain things. So, mm-hmm. like, New Revelation is going to get Wednesdays. Yes. You know, during the week. Yes. Um, what what would, what would the other ones? Um, for my job itself, you know, they may get Mondays. I may do the lesson wife. plans on Mondays. That Well, that's every day. That's right. So that, that's... Mentor, it. educator. Yeah, so it's, everything gets its own day. That's good. And what I try to do is make room. It, it's, it, it's it's so crazy, but it's I have to be very accurate about mm-hmm. the time. So I may say, mentor may get two hours on Tuesdays. Okay. And, and New Revelation, of course, gets Bible study time, that kind of time. Right. And then I have to leave certain time to be able to, if I need to handle, it's just, it's time management. Yeah. I, if I try to tell you how I work it all out, you'd be like, what? You know, it's like, what I'm, are you doing? I'm, you know what? I don't even have to see how you do it to still say what. Yeah, it's time you management. It's, it's just amazing. basically time management. And it's, um, I, I have got, and I, now I'm getting ready, hopefully with this degree, mm-hmm. to do something with it. I have a, a um, um, another first lady from another C and I taught we going to meet this week because there's a project that we want to try and do together. That's good. But um, to combine both of our education and experience mm-hmm. for something, you know, we're always planning for life after teaching. Oh, that's so, good. Um, that's real good. Yeah. So it's just, it's time management and it's, it's getting help. That's so good. I'm, I, I need help. 
Amen. I need more help. Like right now, I'm, right. I'm in the process of trying to get more help. Mm-hmm. But it's just time management. And it's, it's above all of this, no matter what my responsibilities are, whatever needs to be done, husband comes first. Absolutely. So whatever he needs comes first. I mean, he'll call sometimes and say, you know, cause, because he is extremely busy. Right. And he forgets to do things sometimes. And no matter what I'm doing, I don't even tell him because if I told him I was doing A, B, C, or D, he, he won't ask wouldn't. me to right. do it. Amen. And I, I don't even tell him what I'm doing. I just stop and I make sure that everybody that knows, that knows me, that knows what I do, knows that husband is going to come first. That's right. When I initially became an AKA, I remember telling my um, line sisters, the, the young ladies who, put, who, who went through the process with me, mm-hmm. they wanted to do things on the weekends. And I would tell them, oh, you can't get weekends. Weekends belong to husband. Right. <laughs> and they knew that. Yeah. Like, it was so funny because they would um, say, well, she's not going to be able to come on the weekend because weekends belong to husband. Right. So, you know, it's just, you ha- I, I just, you you, it's time management. Schedule. That's yeah. right. Time That's management. beautiful. So being the founder of Pro226, can you tell us what the name means and what type of a program it is? I want you to share this. Well, Pro226, is, um, that's a program that, that's my baby that God actually gave me my first year of teaching. Amen. One day I was driving to work, and, you know, when he'll show you a vision, it's so quick. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was literally driving to work on the interstate, and he showed me the program he showed me the building it's going to be in. Wow. He showed me what it's going to look like. He gave me the name. It all happened in, I know, two seconds. Mm. It was, You know, the vision lasts as long as it does, but yeah. when you come out of it, it's only been a second or two. Yes. You know yes, what I'm saying? Yes. And I was driving. Right. And I was like, thank God for covering. <laughs> yes, know, Lord. Because I was on the interstate on I-55 in Jackson, wow. Mississippi, in the 730 traffic, you know. Mm. So, um, so Pro226 is a, it's my mentoring and educational awareness program. Okay. It has been a seed that was planted. It was planted in 2004. Mm-hmm. I tried every year. I knew it was a seed that was supposed to be born out of a church. Mm, and every church that I belong to, I try to implement this program and it never worked. Mm. So Pro226 stands for Proverbs 22 and 6. Amen. Train up a child in the way that he should go. So when he is old, he will not depart from it. Right. And that's where the name came from. So at first it was just Proverbs. And I was like, well, Lord, you know this thing about state and law and right. church and all that. I don't need grant money. Right. Are they going to give me grant money with this, you know, with this with name? name? And he showed me, no, it's supposed to be Pro 226. Mm. So it was that new revelation. I had never told my husband about this. He didn't even know. Mm-hmm. He didn't know I was sitting on this plan that I had written out. I had started a curriculum and everything. Wow. And you remember that day? In church, when he made me, Mother Lattimore, yes. and Deacon S. Stokely stand up and said, you guys are the education committee, yeah. and you're going to start a tutoring program. Mm. And so after church, I said, here, I have one. Look at and that. I said, here it is right here. It's ready to go. Like, we can start tomorrow. Right. Because I had the plan. I had written the plan. And I, I wrote the vision. Made and I a was play. <laughs> I was about to say that. Right. You know I was going there. Write so the I vision. Was, I was sitting on it. And so we've gone through our trials and tribulations. We've gone through um, things that, you know, I appreciate being able to implement it mm-hmm. at New Revelation because it's shown me things that I need to fix. Right. Things that we need to do. It started, it was very, it's it's very successful. I think it the is. kids really enjoy it. Yes. Um, and we're getting ready to really do something with it. So Amen. I got to work it out first before I announce it. Yeah. But we're getting ready to even go higher with it. Amen. Man. So it's that's my mentoring that's baby. That's beautiful. Yeah. So and that's where it came from because I want and it has a college and career readiness component. Mm. We're going to eventually have a special needs component. But Ooh, I want so the kids to be able to get what I didn't get. Wow. They I want them to be I want to start mentoring them as early as they can be mentored. Right, right. To train them up right because this is our future. Right. And so if we don't train them, right. Then who else, you know, and we let somebody else train them, then we're responsible 
we're responsible for these kids. They're yeah. not mine biologically, but I consider them mine. Yes. So in in their academic education life, mm-hmm. I feel a responsibility to ensure that they are on the path they want to be on and they know right. what that path is. That's good. Yeah. And so how many days a week do they meet now? Right now we meet three days a week. Well, right now we're on, on break. We're on break because mm-hmm. it's December holidays and we're on break. But we'll start back in January. Okay. And we are, the schedule for January is every Tuesday and Thursday. Okay. And we meet from 530 to 730 at New Revelation Baptist Church. They get um, they get meals from Three Square. Mm-hmm. They get tutored. Um, they get tutored slash homework help. We also work on test preparation for whatever test they're taking, SBAC, um, whatever the test is that right. they're taking. Um, and we do that for the first hour, and then the second hour, they are mentored, biblically. So I let the parents know that their mentoring lessons are based off of a Bible scripture. Right. And if you're not comfortable with that, this may not be the program for you. Right. Because we're going to be talking about Jesus. Right. There we're going to be talking about how he he, he made you. And right. Who, and we're trying to help you discover who he yeah. made you to be. Yes. So, I, you know, I'm very transparent about that. Mm-hmm. This is a biblically-based program. That's good. So, yeah. That's good. And so, and they can find that at New Revelation Baptist Church, yes. 615 West Van Buren yes. Avenue, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89106. And we have an email. They can email us at nrbceducation at gmail.com. Amen. Um, we have a phone number. And don't get upset with me because I don't know it by heart. That's okay. I can tell you. If you email me, I can give you the phone number. You email? Yeah. And so she'll give you the phone It's awesome. Number. It's awesome. And it's a free program. It's a free program. That's the beauty. We are going in February. We're having a gala. Mm-hmm. Um, that right. information will be coming out soon. But we're having a mother-son, father-daughter gala. Amen. So you can be your child's date. And any of the children who, if you have, you know, more children than you have adults, we have volunteer mother and father. So they can, mothers and fathers, they can email us out. I'm a volunteer to be somebody's mom. I want to be somebody's mom. (laughs) (laughs) So the kids are learning etiquette skills. They're learning how, what prop, um, to, in preparation for the gala. Right. They're learning what utensils to eat with. They're learning, the young men are learning to stand when a lady comes to the table. They're learning to, um, you know, just learning everything. Right. They are learning how to be. Young men and young women. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. So just keep an eye out for those. I'll make sure I post them on my Facebook page. Awesome. Um, make sure that we advertise for her because I know that they have fundraisers that are going on. Mm-hmm. Um, they had recently had a car wash. So as they come up, we're just going to ask for those that are listening to please support Pro 226 um, Education Awareness Program with New Revelation and our First Lady. It truly is a blessing for your children. Um, and bring them over after the holidays. Yes. Bring them over to New Revelation on those Tuesdays and Thursdays. So I love your motto scripture. Mm-hmm. Can you expound just a little bit on what it means to you personally? Um, it's something that I try to say to myself or at least read every day mm-hmm. to help me to remember to put others first. That when I am doing anything, when I am um, anything that I do, anything that I talk about, I try to put the needs, I try to make sure that it's not for my glory. Right. It's for That's his beautiful. glory. It's, yes. it's to it's to reward not reward, I but it's to uh, give them what they need through His glory. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So I, and it's just it reminds me to not be selfish. That's good. That's what it is for me because I'm not a selfish person. Right. I've never been a selfish person. Person, but these braces make me. <laughs> but it reminds me to put the needs of others, others first, and that's really what it's all about. So that's good. before I, 
if I have one cup of water and we're both thirsty, right. you're going to drink before I drink because right. i got to make sure that you're okay. You know what I'm saying? And right. so, and it, it, it took me a minute to figure out what my favorite scripture was mm-hmm. because I had to, I wanted to fit, I, I, I didn't know what it was. And mm-hmm. I prayed about it and I said, Lord, what is my favorite scripture? Right. And when he led that to me, so I, I, it was just so eye-opening and amazing because that's the way I've lived my entire and, life. And I was going to say, it yeah. fits, it fits the whole compass of your bio, but knowing you, it fits you. You know what I'm saying? That is truly how you are. You always put others before you. Children, women, young adults, you know, the church, your husband. You always care for others, you know, and not to try to take the glory of God. You know what I'm saying? Not to try to take his glory, but you do do that without looking for anything in return. Yes. Without looking for yeah, recognition. it's not about that. Which right. is, which is a beautiful thing because a lot of times people want the glory. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, you know. And you know what? People have to understand too. Um, I don't know the scripture, but it 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 um well it is that scripture. But you, you know the the old the saying, "Let your work speak for itself." Yes. Let it speak for yourself. Yeah. I I am right now. I have disabled all my social media accounts. Mm-hmm. Every last one of them. One, it was taking up too much of my time. Right. And I um. Everything was taking up too much of my yes. time. I had to come to the, you know, to the realization that the things that were supposed to get attention the most mm-hmm. wasn't getting it, you know, because I was so busy. Right. I, I wasn't, I was, I was not giving, you know, it, it, and I don't know if my husband feels this way, but I felt like he wasn't even getting the attention mm-hmm. that he needs because I was so busy. Right. And social media was a huge chunk of my business, busyness, because I would get up in the morning and sometimes even before I said my prayer and to just Grab thank God phone. for letting me make it through the night, I right. pick up the phone and check Twitter. Right. And then I remind myself, put this phone down right. and spend your time with the Father because I study the Bible. I do all try. I try to do all that in the mornings. Right. And so I just one day decided to let it go and hadn't missed it. Yeah. I had to let it go and I and I and I did that because I noticed that I was starting to promote myself. Mm. You know. Gotcha. Not promote myself, but I was spending too much time telling people what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and how am I, why am I doing that if I'm going to let my work speak for itself? Well, so you, itself. I just, I, I, I see a lot of young people do that. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that I try to tell the ladies that I mentor. I Let your work, you don't have to broadcast what Everything. you do. Mm-hmm. Because if it is something that God wants others to praise mm-hmm. you for, he's, he's going to make it, yeah. he's going to make it yeah. where it can be seen. You, 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 it's almost like you're supposed to work in, 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 um, in silence. Yeah. You know, work yeah. in silence. My mother is just texting me. <laughs> she, she wants to be somebody's mother for the gala. Okay, okay mama. Okay, that'd be awesome. <laughs> come, come out here. That's awesome. Me too, mother she, And she's like that. All of this is, was instilled it's from stilled. my mom, my grandmother. You know, my grandmother and I were very close. Mm-hmm. We were very close. Um, um. She was an amazing woman. Amazing. My mom tells me all the time that she, she thinks that my grandmother gave birth to me. But she was an amazing woman. And she and my mom instilled at an early age, you do for others before you do for yeah. yourself. You know, I know sometimes you want to, you have to, sometimes you have to take care of you now. You yeah. got to take care of you. I yeah. do take me one minute a day a week. I was going to say, yeah. Once a week, I do something fun just for me. That's and good. when I tell people what it is, they laugh because I was like, you really do that? Yes, I do. <laughs> But she and my mom and my grandmother instilled at an early age, you have to, one, don't, you don't have to showboat. Right. Um, you don't have to talk about yourself all the time, right. which I catch myself doing that sometimes, so I have to stop. I've mm-hmm. been really working on that this past month right. about thinking before I speak. Ooh, girl. Thinking before I speak. 
And, you know, my, and, and my, mom, my mom and my grandmother instilled at an early age, if somebody needs it and you have it, give it to them. Mm, that's good. So, yeah. yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned that. I was just talking to my mother this morning about. I love your mom. Man, she's a baby. I'm telling about you. About haste. God dropped that in my mm-hmm. spirit a couple of weeks ago. He said, don't make haste. Just think. Mm-hmm. Don't say yes right away. Mm-hmm. Wait. 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 Somebody told me recently, if you say wait, and, yes. and it stands for what am I thinking. Ooh, if you say wait pen. before you speak, speak. it what? say wait. And what? And I can't remember who told me that. It was just recently. And they said, say wait. Mm. What am I thinking am I before thinking? you speak? And it'll, it'll cut all that out. Look at God. Mm-hmm. I knew I was going to get some uh, <laughs> some extra nuggets in here this morning because that's where I've been also just on the way. And God is like, don't be hasty. Don't give. You don't have to give an answer just because you're asked yeah. right away. Yeah. Just wait. Wait. Just what wait. am I thinking? What am I thinking? What am I thinking? So how do you like traveling? Oh, I love traveling. <laughs> now, listen, I, that's one of the things that uh, my husband and I have in common, okay. you know, and I, and I guess to live the life that that to support the lifestyle that he has to to support him not lifestyle and to live the life that we live you got to love it right because we're on somebody's plane I mean, I may be once a month, once every other month. Right. He's on the plane two or three days a week, right. you know, because of his nine to five job. But we, we do pick fun times. Mm-hmm. You know, we, 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 we do twice a year. We do go somewhere where it's just us. Right. And I relish, I, I not relish. Is that a word? You know what I'm trying to say, but I, I don't know if that's the word. <laughs> relish. Relish. Like, like hot dog relish. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> to stop because I'm like that doesn't sound right but um I I, I live for those times right. because we get to just go somewhere we we go somewhere he, he says all the time he's been to six of the seven continents I've only been to one <laughs> so, you got me beat right well, you, you got, got me we beat. live on one of them well look <laughs> So we um, travel. So I love to travel, and for me, I get excited when it's time to travel. I I like to do girls trips. You know, I have um, a group of young ladies who are all married to pastors. Right. We just. I was so funny yesterday. I called us the first wives club, but we try. (laughs) We travel somewhere in the summer. We go somewhere. We just recently started doing that, Mm -hmm. and it's been so fun and so relaxing Mm -hmm. because it's just you get away from your. Cause we have a lot to do yeah. and every last one of those ladies and they're all young, like under 40, right? all are like, you know, as, as I am with new revelation, very involved. Yes. And so it's, I, if yeah. I could travel, I, now I wouldn't fly once a week. I tried that and that wore me out very quickly, but I love to travel That's and amazing. I like trying new things, going to new places. Mm-hmm. I like it. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, man, I can't wait to even get started on some traveling. Oh, I'm looking forward to you it. You know, we got to do this girls' trip for the yeah. web. I know Ooh, with the yes, women's the ministry. Women. Yeah, yeah we're looking at going somewhere. We're trying to do something once a quarter. Yeah. Not and really I, go I somewhere. Can't wait. But yeah. Yeah, go anywhere. Yeah, it could be to Walmart. Yeah, we, let's go. <laughs> Lake Mead. Let's we, just go to the one in Henderson. We can sit at the McDonald's <laughs> and eat French fries yes. and people watch. <laughs> we could do something. So, do you ever see yourself? I know you said it earlier. You were like, yeah, but do you ever see yourself running for office? Oh no, never. never. No, 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 no. That is not my niche. No, <laughs> I can't. I can't keep my mouth closed enough for that. No. Hey. No, I. It, I, I <laughs> some people are built for some things. Politics, I am not built. Okay. I, not. To, I. I could see myself being supportive. Mm-hmm. But uh, well, let me just say this. 
I never say never. Right. Because I don't know what God's plan is. Right, right. But if the flesh and Adrian had to say, <laughs> no, I don't want to run for anybody's political no, office. Because it's just, um, I just think that there's some people who are purpose for that. And I don't yeah. know if I'm purpose for that. Amen. So, but I don't know. God may say one day, I want you to do it. And right. I have to do it because he told me to do it. Right. But it surely won't be because I made the decision Hello. to do it. And usually things like that. Are not because we made it. No. Half the stuff that we do is not because exactly. we said we was going to do it. So what are some of your hobbies? What do you um, like to do? I love to read. And, and, and I know my husband is chuckling right now because he's given me several books to read since we got engaged. <laughs> and I have not finished reading all those books. I love to read. But I love to read, but I don't often have the time to right. read. So one of the things that I've been doing this past month, and husband, I'm almost finished with one of them. Is I've been scheduling time to read, to read because I enjoy it so yeah. much. On my mental health day, I give myself four hours. Mm-hmm. I play The Sims for two hours. <laughs> yes, I play The Sims. It's a, That's a hobby. Yes, it That's is. That's good. Yes, I grow my families and all that. It is a game on the computer yes. that doesn't require me to think about anything but keeping their needs fed, right. make See, sure they're fed nursery. Yes, keep yes. my Sims happy. And they give me the, the the results that I want. And then I take two hours to read. So I try to read for two hours once a week. Mm. Because honestly, that's really the only time that I have to Amen. give to it. Amen. So because I enjoy reading so much. that's much. my favorite hobby. Yeah, and it's so crazy because I enjoy it so much, but I don't have time to do it. Yeah. So I had to schedule time to do it. So that's on right. Mondays for two hours, I read. See, that's that time management yeah. again. That's that time management. What advice would you give any children or youth that may be just tuning into the broadcast today, what would you tell them? Um, to ask, no question is a bad question. That's good. Ask questions. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to. You, and the number one thing you ha- that I tell children to do is be a child. Enjoy yes, your childhood. Enjoy it. Live it out. And don't be in such a rush to not to, to, to move past it. Yes. And ask questions because it is okay for you not to know what you want to do right now you're a child so ask questions and then hopefully that will the sooner you start asking Mm -hmm. the sooner we can help figure out what it is you want to do right so enjoy being a child stop trying to be grown yes be a child if you're 12 be 12 be 12 don't try to be 13 yeah 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 just a little thing yeah don't try to be 13 don't even try to be 13 be 12 yes be 12 and enjoy that because when you get to 20 and 21 and the responsibilities start rolling in baby them bills you're gonna wish you was 12 (laughs) you're gonna wish as many days you was 12 again so just be be 12 amen so my final question before we close out is what can we look forward to from First Lady Brown in 2020? The number one thing, if it's God's will and y'all pray with me, that Amen. by December 2020, I'll be Dr. Allen Brown. Yes. That's the number one thing. We declaring so, <laughs> that already. Yeah, that's the number one thing. Amen. And the number two thing is just to, I, I, I'm, I'm, 2020 for me is going to be a year for me to work on me. Mm, because there are good. things that I know I need to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe in therapy. Amen. I believe in talking to somebody. Amen. And that that is going to be a priority for me mm-hmm. because I want to be a better me. Yeah. And you know, and I and in order for it to try and juggle all these responsibilities can wear you down and yeah. you know, you take away from you, but I want to be a better me. That's good. So 2020 for me is a year of self revelation. Right. Ah, revelation yeah, for revelation. me. So it's it's um it's a year where I want to work on me because I know I have areas for improvement. Amen. We all do. Yeah. And I think that's beautiful that you can even 
say that, to be transparent, to say, yeah. I need. Because a lot of times people don't see the mirror. Yeah. They see the magnifying glass. They see what others are doing or what others lack in or what others mm-hmm. fall short at, but they never look at that mirror. So that's very transparent to even say that. So I just want to thank you, First oh, thank Lady you. Brown, thank you for, for being me. here. It's been wonderful. I've learned so much. I took some nuggets. I do want to highlight one thing that you said earlier about the education. You said, but if you've taught the right way or you taught the way you're supposed to in the special needs, mm-hmm. then at the end of the day, you should be worn out. Yeah. And I like that you said that because being a grandmother of a special needs grandson mm-hmm. who's, you know, Dallas has autism. I agree because by the time we leave just his company, mm-hmm. we are so worn out because we've engaged yes. with what he needed from us to give. Because if you don't give it to him, he's going to try and get it from somewhere else. Right. And that's dangerous. Yeah. That's so, really yeah. good. So I just wanted to just highlight that comment because I think it's very helpful for those that are teaching and special needs. If you've given all that you have to these children, you should go home tired. You shouldn't have time to just be, you know, on, doing all on social media. On social media. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to try to take that. Oh, Lord Jesus. No, I'm not going to say I'm addicted to social media. I'm just going to say that some of the things that I do is surrounded around my presence on social media. But for me, it's, it's, it's a biblical thing. Uh, tool but you know i've done it before it doesn't hurt me so before we leave we're just gonna pray out i want to say thank you to all those that tuned in to listening to the show we thank you for being with us as you do know this is my final show on the anointed radio network and as my husband says for now he said because you never know what god is going to do so we just leave that open for the lord to move in his own way so thank you for tuning in god bless you we love you and Peace and be this with is you. Pastor Jay, and I don't want to <laughs> interrupt on that. Y'all can't see me on the live, but hey, it is what it is. Amen. Um, I would like to say thank you for Reverend Kathy, who's became like a mother figure to me. Amen. And has supported Anointed Radio. Um, it's uh, goodbye for now. Goodbye yes. for now. But you never know what 2020 Amen. is to come. Amen. Uh, thank God for everything that the platform is doing. We're yes. growing and a lot of stuff is happening. So a spot is always saved yes. for Reverend K. Amen. So, <laughs> Amen. Enough, thank you, Jesus. Known. And um, yeah, we, we love you here at Anointed Radio Network and we love appreciate you, you. And keep doing the great things and congratulations Amen. on your new position. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. See, she so, doesn't understand that one door closes so, another, so 10 more can open. Amen. Amen. So, Jesus. So well, no, you do understand that. Yes, Lord. <laughs> and the good thing about elevation means that there's more to come. Amen. Praise God. I appreciate you, Absolutely. Pastor Jay. Amen. Thank you. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful Saturday. Be blessed. What's up, so, Can I talk now? <laughs> Are we off? No, we're going to go ahead. Oh, well, hey, KJ. Oh. Hey, KJ. <laughs> hey. My nephew is texting me. Hey, KJ. Oh. Hey, J. My Get niece is shout nephew. out. Get your shout out.
Jesus, 